Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney, are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. And welcome to Habs Unfiltered, episode 390. I'm your host, Blaine Putvey. I'm joined now by my co-hosts, Treg Wilson. Hello. Matt Smith. Good morning. And our special guest, the chief of rumors, Lyle Richardson, aka Spectres Hockey. Welcome to the show. Bonjour. Thank you for having me on, guys. I believe you have the record for most appearances on this show at seven, wow. which is uh, more than Matt. <laughs> lately yeah i'd say so <laughs> he has a good excuse though yeah, yeah. oh i'm working i'm defending our nation one thousands of miles from home there you I'm, go. In, I'm in kuwait working out in the gym <laughs> taking selfies look at my medals isn't that check you, out Trent? my medals isn't that you <laughs> I, I don't go kuwait to do it i just go oh, up okay. the road okay <laughs> do, do you know what's really funny though and i'll show you guys this and you're gonna think it's kind of funny um so it's i'm on. holding i'm holding my mic right now but like what i'm uh what I use right now as a platform are the metal, my metal boxes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Are those the three years ago? Get like five years ago. I've got, uh, I've actually got a, well, I got a fourth, well, I got a fourth one here now, too. So another one here, too. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, You're going to have a distinctive. He's okay. going to have a distinctive list to port if he keeps this up. I mean, yeah. yeah. Put the uniform on. <laughs> yeah. You almost got as many as Lyle now. I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> starting to start to catch up. <laughs> uh, all right. So this, this is our first episode on Cryer Media. Uh, I tried to go do live stream on there, but uh, I'm a nearly 50 year old grandfather. So I haven't, I haven't figured out technology yet. <laughs> Once I do, yeah, we'll do a live, but in the meantime, we're just going to record and then I'm going to upload it to all the different YouTube channels. So we can mess up as many times as we want and then Ray. edit it. We never mess now, up. What are you talking about? Yeah. Total professionals. <laughs> professionals one and all. We know everything. Yes. Just ask us. We'll tell you. <laughs> you know, at work, everything I do and say is correct. All the time. You're, you're a chief now. So, exactly. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Your word, yeah, your word <laughs> is unquestioned now. Yes. There's God and then there's the chief. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Still. So, um, all right. Yeah. I didn't get my coffee mug yet. So once it's, oh. it's official, then 
There yeah. you go. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll mess up a few times. We'll try to edit them out, or we'll just leave everything in and goof around. Uh, but before <laughs> we start, I want to point out a gigantic mess up that was made in our industry, and that is Vox Media dropping all the hockey channels on SB Nation. That was dirty. That was oh. underhanded, and they they screwed over a shitload of amazing people. They were screwing them over, guys, before they even laid them all off. These 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 poor folks were making you know peanuts for what they were doing for the work they were pulling. I mean, editors were were making three hundred dollars a month. Are you kidding me? For the hours that they were working, contributing writers, if they were lucky, made fifty bucks a month. <laughs> Good God. I mean, and full disclosure, many, many years ago, I was approached if I wanted to, you know, come under their banner until I, you know, it's like, well, it all sounds good. Uh, What's the compensation? And then after I learned that, I very politely said thanks, but no thanks. You know, I'll continue. She really makes it. uh, And the amount that they spend on these people really, it's striking at the quality they've put out for literal pennies. Yeah. And, and yet somehow it wasn't profitable enough. And these are companies that weren't losing money. They're not losing any money at all. And a lot of these, well, they're, they're called websites now, but I remember a lot of them when they were blogs, when they started up 15, 16, 17, some of them 20 years ago. You know, I mean, I, I stumbled across, a, a, you know, a lot of them during the, the great, you know, lockout of 0405 when, you know, th- that was basically, that was one of the few good things that came out of that was a lot of people got together online from different blogs. A lot of that I didn't even know exist and people who didn't even knew, know I existed at the time online. And we just had that collective, right away, that was that collective sense of community. And, and I got to know a lot of good people over the years because of it. Um, for a time, I was able to share their work uh, on my site as well, you know, linking to it and promoting it, especially writers that I thought were really deserving of it. Some of them went on to bigger and better things, not necessarily because I gave them the, the Spectres hockey nudge, but at least, you know, I was more than happy to just say, hey, here's what so-and-so is writing about this, about that. And to see that happen yesterday was, yeah, that, that was just a, just a collective gut punch that has just rippled through social media since. Yeah. Like I know people... with, I was just gonna say, I know with us at the hockey writers, we uh, go on a, a, a per click thing. And I mean, to make 50 bucks, we'd have to literally write nothing. And uh, you know what I mean? Cause yeah. uh, you know, if you write a good enough story, you're going to get clicks farther down the you know farther down the road and like blaine and i try to promote each other in our articles by linking to different articles that we write but uh mm-hmm. uh like i know guys like matt drake scott malta who did uh locked on halves matt drake who wrote for halves eyes on the prize and stuff like that yes they're they're gut-wrenched like this from what oh. i see them tweet on the thing and and uh, yeah. i mean uh i reached out to to matt and said hey man maybe you know you need something and i said I, I told him get a hold of the hockey writers. They're always looking for more, you know, writers and stuff like that. And a lot of people don't know what they're going to do. Like, yeah. I mean, as little as that income was, they still relied on it yes. on, a, on a monthly basis. So, yeah. And they were pursuing their dream. Yes. You know? yeah. And I listen, I, you know, I've been, I've been freelancing full-time for this is my 17th season. Um, I, I know what it feels like to be laid off. 
to be let go. It's happened to me several times. Uh, fortunately, a couple of the places that laid, that laid me off hired me back. It was never about the quality of my work. It was never about butting heads with man, you know, the edit, editors or anything like that, because I just don't do that. You know, you, you establish a good rapport, you put out good work. It was never about the quality. Of my, it was always about budget cuts, budget cuts, budget cuts, budget cuts. And, you know, it, it sucks. And there were a couple of times over these past 17 years where, yeah, I, I was just in this exact same position that these good folks who've been let go at the SB Nation family, um, you know, where you don't know what you're going to do, where you think this is, is this coming to an end? Does this mean I, you know, I, I, my writing career is over? You know, for me, that happened a couple of times. Fortunately, I, I landed on my feet, thank goodness. But I, I really hope that for a lot of these folks that they'll be able to, but the sad thing is, is there, there probably will be some that this, this is going to be the end of the line for them. And that, that is such a shame. It is really a shame. When you consider that you look at the names that have come out, especially Habs Eyes on the Prize, we're a Canadians-centric mm. podcast, so we know these people. We follow these people. They mm. follow us. We're you know we we discuss things back and forth, and you see the names that have come out of Habs Eyes on the Prize, like Andrew Berkshire yes. and um, Mark Dumont. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's yes. names who who have established themselves through that that blog that yep. that website. That was their launch. Now they pad. Got paid, that was their launch pad. You got paid nothing, but it it, it opened doors. Yep. Good and now work that's will gone. do it. Yeah, good work will eventually pay off down the road for you. But yeah, for a lot of these folks, it's gonna it's gonna be gone. And and I, I you know some might continue on perhaps as as their own site. Maybe you know set themselves up as their own site and kind of like what I do with mine uh you know to to get their work out there and maybe they can get some freelance gigs around there i know uh dan kingerski who runs uh, national hockey now he's put it he's put it out on uh twitter yesterday letting folks know listen if you've been part of this let me know you know dm me let me know we'll see what we can do for you because they're hiring so you know uh maybe some other places will, will you know some of the you know other other established media or whatever i don't know if there's uh any other any other ones i mean maybe you know like the hockey writers of course obviously maybe there's some other ones but uh yeah eh, at the end of the day though yeah it's it's going to be tough and all 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 i can do is i i, I feel for these folks you, you believe me you have my sympathy i know sympathy is not something you, you want or need right now and i wish i was in a position where i could say hey yeah get a hold of me unfortunately like i said i'm a one-man band at specter's hockey i can't afford to to, to bring people on but, uh, you know, if, if I can do anything, if I can maybe put in a reference or something, I'll certainly try, you know, and, and hopefully these folks can, can all land on their feet and continue doing what they love to do. The other issue is, too, though, like, especially with the Montreal, I know at the hockey writers, we have five writers that write for Montreal now, and we're trying to leap over each other to put articles out. Like, yeah. we have a, a little thing. We say, hey, I'm going to write this. I'm going to write this. Like, for instance, Blaine and I had an idea to write about Yolonan. Mm-hmm. both of us and I was like oh sorry Blaine I already and Blaine's like oh, okay that's you know what I mean like it's yes. kind of so yeah. when you get too many people into one how much content are you going to get out if you're fighting with five six seven other people yeah to, to, to get that content out so now they're trying to jump into other people's organizations where they don't have a foothold and you already have a, a core group in certain teams 
Yeah. Uh, you may have to write for another team that you're not used to. And some people just don't want to want to do that. Like I know Matt Drake, he said it was all about his passion for the Canadians and that's what yeah. he loved writing about it. And he just doesn't know what he wants to do now. Cause I think he yeah. understands that if he goes somewhere else, he's at the bottom of the pile and got to, you know, work his way back up. Like we just yeah. got a new guy on ours, Ken McMillan. Is that his last name? McMillan. And uh, that's the issue he's kind of having now. He wants to write articles, but then we're like, hey, this was already done. Or, hey, this is, you know, is it different than this? And then he's, you know, and and it's not that we're trying to get him not to write. We're just trying to guide him to the point, like, don't, you know, show him that, hey, this was done. If you make it different, write your article, but this is what already done. So hopefully he can... uh, you know, I mean, it all works out in the end because we all work with each other. We're oh, yeah. I mean, if, if, other, if, so. if you've yeah, if you've got a if you've got a good a good teamwork there. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've been in, you know, different uh, places like that, too, where it's the same thing. You pitch your ideas. If somebody's already done it, working on it, writing it or whatever. But at least you're not stepping over each other's toes. Right. right? And sometimes right. sometimes you can have a similar idea, but you can kind of tweak it. So one goes in one direction with it and one goes in the other and it all works out. You know? Right. So, yeah, as long as you've got that and you get that cohesiveness, it, you know, yeah, you, it can work for you. But again, though, you can only have those so many. That's that's a sad thing. It'd be great if you could have a staff of 30, 30 writers all have centric that could focus on all the stuff. But it's sadly that that just isn't possible. Yeah. Now, I just want to let our friends at Habs on the Prize know that we do support them. We do, you know, if there's anything we can do, let us know. We can't do much, but we'll yeah, try. Exactly. Um, so we're sorry. I mean, there's not much more we can say. Yeah. Uh, I know it's a somber way to start the show, but uh, I, I felt it had to get out there. It did. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, I still have to keep making money. So I have to transition to a commercial. No Name <laughs> Hockey. No Name Hockey is the source for custom-made hockey equipment and sticks. You want any kind of hockey stick, they will make it for you. Use the code HABS10 and save 10% on your purchases for any custom-made hockey equipment. Affordable and really good looking. I mean, it made me look pretty good on the ice. Not my skating or my shooting, but I look good doing it. The equipment looked good. The equipment equipment looked good. (laughs) That's uh, no name hockey code Habs 10. Uh, All right. So to actual hockey stuff now. This just a couple of days ago, there was a, uh, a bit of a, I think it was a hockey game. It might've been something worse. I'm not sure. Maybe a fight, a UFC match. Uh, It ended up with Matheson being the only one getting supplemental discipline. And he got $5,000 for interference. Now, that's the maximum they can find him for. Thankfully, he didn't say anything about the officiating because that would have been $25,000, which <laughs> just proves... Only if you're a coach. Only if you're a coach. That's right. Yeah. Which just proves the NHL's goal isn't, you know, player safety. It's about saving face. You know, you talk about uh, every every everybody everybody always bitches about officiating, and and I know that a lot of them are. It's a tough job. It's a tough gig. You're never going to please everybody. I get that, but it you know I've I've made this observation before. I mean, it just seems in recent years that each passing season it just seems to get worse 
and worse and worse. And, it, it, you know, it's, it's not every official, obviously. I mean, there are some games that quite obviously are better called than others, but boy, that, uh, that Habs Panthers game was, Ooh, that, that was close to a bloody free for all. I mean, right off, well, right off the bat. I mean, Matheson, I mean, sorry, that hit, I mean, yeah, it was interference classed as interference. Technically it was interference, but Oh, that, that wasn't on. That wasn't on. That was deserved. That, that fine was deserved. Oh, big time. Oh, big yeah. time. Big yeah. time. I don't know what he was thinking about that. Cause I mean, it's, first of all, it's Eric Stahl. Eric, Eric Stahl is not going to go and wallpaper you in, in like that and like that. It's freaking Eric Stahl. Come on. Um, but just, yeah, it just, it just got out of hand. Um, so of course he had to, he had to pay his dues on the ice as well. I had, I had no issue with that. You know, since the refs weren't going to do anything about that, yeah, I don't. I believe it was Kachuk who uh, he it tangled was, with. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, I don't fault Kachuk for that. I'm not a big fan of Matthew Kachuk, but in that instance, I was like, no, yeah, that was that was the thing to do. Uh, I don't know what Giovanni was thinking going after Jack Eye. That was madness. <laughs> I, I think that was the one that really sparked everything. <laughs> Honestly, like I guess the the Matheson hit was yeah. an obvious penalty, and it was a it was it was dirty at the end yeah. of the day, and he got fined for it. But that uh, that Denisenko hit from behind, like Jack Eye's a guy that's going to stick up for himself, and he's going to stick yep. up for his teammates. Yeah, and we noticed that other players started taking liberties or coming over the coming over the uh coming over the blue line guys were reaching especially mm. a guy like Mark Stahl and uh when Savard came in and got in his face it, it, it you knew that the that the powder keg was already lit like yeah. something was going to happen and yeah luckily nobody got seriously injured because no. that's kind of what I was waiting for I was waiting for mm. a Caulfield to get hit or something like that but boy yeah, we, we, it's it's something that we can move on from now. And, uh, you know, the fans that were in attendance got a, a few uh, a few good pictures on their cell phones. So <laughs> can, I, can I just say, though, Jack Eye is becoming a legend. Well, he's like, becoming he's, a legend. He is. Uh, they, they love him. The they share, well, you love think, him. I love the nickname Sheriff. That was so that's yeah. so much better than Wi-Fi, you know, yeah. which is what they called him earlier in the season. Yeah, but they absolutely love the guy. And yeah, um, he has surprised so many people since he mm-hmm. first took the ice. Like they uh the guys I know it's the Canadians, but the guy's second on the team in in uh in scoring for defensemen. Yep. And right? he and he can and he can play. It's not yeah. it's not just about oh well he's got you know fists like cured hams and he can right. you know right. beat the snot out of people. No, it's he can actually play. He's Absolutely. got a deceptively quick shot from the point. Uh yeah, he can play physical, but I don't see him like playing dirty i mean he's he's made the odd mistake but he's young a lot of them are young they're making mistakes but he learns from them and he's garnering regular ice time and and yeah he he plays with an energy and an enthusiasm that i think is uh very important for a rebuilding club absolutely he's definitely a piece moving forward yeah he's not going anywhere according to twitter lyle he is not only overrated but has a high value all at the same time there you go (laughs) high value and overrated that's exactly where you want to be. Yeah, <laughs> there he's the perfect hockey player right there. He's, he's in the sweet spot. He's in the zone, right? There. I read that and I was like, that doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> it wasn't two people either. But you, that wasn't you, two people saying that. It was one guy. One guy. One guy. In one <laughs> sentence. In the exact same sentence. He goes, I love Jack Eye, but he's the most overrated Hab right now. We need to trade him while his value is high. <sighs> what? 
and, <laughs> and like I'm, I'm I, you know i'm shocked that so many of these uh armchair twitter gms don't have full-time jobs in the national hockey because they're obviously freaking geniuses oh he, he got roasted and double down and <laughs> the double down wasn't any good better so i don't know i mean this yeah. is a guy that he's leading the league in rookie goal scoring for defense yes yeah he's he's 11th in the nhl in hits mm-hmm. he's a calculated physical player he's yes. he brings intimidation to the game and defend and protects his teammates which allows them to play a little bit more open yeah and the fucker can skate <laughs> yeah. yes he can yes hey, he montreal can. has had a player like this since i'm gonna go nick delorier maybe in terms no, of actually, like better, but delorier didn't have the talent delorier didn't yeah. have the skill then so i i don't know how far back we can go to say that montreal had a talented guy who's not afraid to drop the gloves and protect the other players like how suray maybe on defense maybe. Maybe. and then suray stopped when he broke his hand yeah so yeah so i would say but you could line. probably say mm, mm, yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe yeah I, 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 that that would be good and you're that going back to good. the 90s yeah I, I, I would I would not go back to the to the 70s and 80s and say Larry Robinson because it's just not the same thing. But <laughs> but Larry but Larry was the same way, though. He yeah. would stick up for his, his, you know, he was just he was just big bird. That's but I, I think people like that just look at the fights. They look at yeah. the penalty minutes and go, oh, we don't need a guy like this. Yeah, he might have a few points, but all he is is a fighter, but he's not he's not. And he's learning to pick and choose when to fight. I've noticed, too. Like, yeah, uh, very smart. Yeah, yeah. So. And, and I mean, when he went, when he had his first major tangle with Zach Cashin, the thing that struck me in that one, he just like, he went right at Cashin before Cashin even had a chance to set up. I mean, yeah. Okay. We know you're going to drop him. It's just, you want to go, you want to go. Yep. And it was just, as soon as the words you want to go, were out of the mouth down with the gloves and he was on Cashin. So like that. But and, he scouted Cashin though. He had, and that's why he knew to do that and that's smart yeah and that's that and that's the thing i mean the word's going to get around he's not going to spend his entire career uh fighting i think what you're seeing here is he is in a way this is kind of robert robinson-esque if i can use that comparable when the word got around back in way back in the day and early in robinson's career don't mess with this guy don't get him angry or he's gonna hurt you you know and once that word got around, Robinson didn't have to fight as much anymore. There's when you read Ken Dryden's book, The Game, he brought that up that you know, mentioned that point that for most of Robinson's career, it was just it was reputation. You know, he didn't have to drop the gloves that often anymore. He could just show up, get in the guy's face. And that was enough. You know, it was just like, whoa, 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 you know, OK, hey, no, no, Larry, it's OK, it's OK, you know. And maybe that could be, you know, sort of the same sort of thing with Jack Eye. Maybe that, you know, once the word gets around, listen, don't tangle with this kid. It's just not worth it. You know, that, yeah, then the focus can be, can shift more to the other aspects of his game, which he tends to be pretty good at. I don't know what they're training these guys in Costco, but geez, man, let's get more of them there. Come (laughs) on. Let's do it. He's he's buying punches in bulk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Well, yeah. that was mom's getting him for her Costco discount because she works at Costco as well, changing tires. So there you are. Uh, so she's uh, and if you haven't seen that YouTube story, go on to YouTube now. I think it's going to be on CBC. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. it's going to be on Sportsnet tonight. Uh, yeah. Our portion of it. Uh, what a great uh, what a great little story about the Jack Eye family. Absolutely. 
Like that's it's uh, people think he comes from out of nowhere, yeah. and in a way he does. But I mean, you don't just make the NHL out of nowhere. A like, lot this of kid these, has yeah. something. Oh, that's the thing. A lot of these he came from out of nowhere. No, it's a story that's a long time coming. Yeah. I, I could think of no better example for me. Joel Joel Ward, Joel Ward, who uh, UPEI alumni here, by the way. That's really where his hockey career began. Four years playing here at the University of Prince Edward Island. But he wound up, he undrafted, made the NHL, and, and the whole thing was with him was, wow, he seemed to come from out of nowhere. No, that story was a long time coming. That was a lot of work, a lot of effort, and it, it's just wonderful when, they, when, it, when it pans out. It does kind of give you some faith that, you know what, if you, if you stick to it, you know, dreams can come true, you know. And uh, that's what happened and- with Joel Ward. That's what's happening with Jack Eye now. I love Jack Eye's uh, overall approach and attitude, not just on the ice, but off the ice. He is unafraid. Uh, mm. The comments he made after that game against Florida, calling oh. out Radko Gudis, <laughs> their toughest guy, yeah. who didn't fight at all, even though he was called out. Yeah. Um, yeah but he took that yeah. cross check, though. Like he's probably still. Oh god! You know, limping yeah. pretty bad about that. Yeah, so. those those fractured shoulder blades take a long time to recover from. Yeah, yeah. for me it was, was for shot me it was for me it was uh, shot by a sniper. It was Doc <laughs> Doc laying the hit on him and then standing over him. That's what I liked. Oh, that was good. Yeah, that that was good. And that wasn't almost like a hit. It was almost just sort of like a shove off in yeah. a way. Just yeah. get off. And, you know, yeah. Ox laid a couple good hits. He had another good one in New York where the guy yeah. came after him and he just put the shoulder into him and just spun him <laughs> around like a, yeah. he, you know, yeah. looked like a, an airplane propeller going through the air. I forget <laughs> who, what Islander that was, but. Uh, Zekas. Yes. Zekas, that's right. Yes. yes. And yeah. he just, it was a good, clean hit. He oh, yeah. just. In skated, full stride. Full stride. In full stride. He didn't even yeah. break stride. He just yeah. dropped the shoulder and it went boom. And Kirby Doc, that's another good story. That, the, I mean, that was that was. This is what though we were expecting when they when the, the Canadians acquired him. This was the sort of thing we were we were looking for. This is what we were hoping for. And I mean, he's already he's he's already having a, a, a career best season. Uh, he's only twenty one. He's just he's going to get better as as he goes along. He need he still needs to work on faceoffs. My God, he's terrible on the draw. Still, that that if if there's one thing that they should be stressing to him, what do I need to do in the offseason, coach? Faceoffs, faceoffs, faceoffs. You're doing everything else fine. Work on work on your draws, and you'll be fine. Because they, they 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 still want him to be a center. I know he works fine on the wing as well. Having him with uh, with Suzuki and Caulfield, obviously dynamite line together. But, you know, they, they still see him uh, in that second line center role. And if he's going to be doing that, he, yeah, he's got to improve on the draw. But otherwise, everything else about his game, I like. And every time I see him play, he just seems to be getting better all the time. The even at center, even at yeah. center, his game is spot on, except the faceoffs. Like yep. at center, everything he does as a center is spot on, exactly what you want. Yeah. Except when he takes, it's almost like you need. I don't know, someone like Monahan on his line with him to take the draws and then he <laughs> plays the center percent. I don't know. I'm just throwing that yeah. out there. <laughs> well, segue. I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't segue. really count on him for very long. Um, but before we get to that part of it, there was one other aspect of that game against Florida that I want to bring up, and that is what the fuck is goalie interference? <laughs> A myth. It, seems cha- it seems to change from game to game, doesn't it? Moment to moment, man. I swear to God, it's a coin flip. 
Yeah. NHL, uh, yeah, the, the NHL officiating, they they really they, they really need to do something here in the offseason and really maybe they start needing to have some some camps or something. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I, I thought that this was something that, that, that was going to be addressed. I mean, got five years ago when, when Gary Bettman had to weigh in on that whole Pavelski thing uh, in the playoffs, because when, he, when, when your commissioner is saying that that was an embarrassment and that he's embarrassed. For, for what happened, you would have thought that that would have brought about some change, but it, it really doesn't seem to be. It just seems to be getting worse. And as you said, yeah, you're seeing things like what is goaltender interference now? You know, it's it seems like if, if you if you accidentally nudge, nudge, just nudge the guy a little bit unintentionally, it's goaltender interference. But if you steamroll him or whatever, or, or you block his attempt to try to get back into the crease, that that's all of a sudden, no, 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 good goal. What? what are you watching? What are you watching? If you're, if the player is standing in the for the opposing forward is standing in the crease, preventing the goaltender from getting back into the crease, that's goaltender interference. At least well, according make- to the league didn't matter just- because he wouldn't have made the save anyway. Mm, yeah. He also never had the opportunity to make the save. Either. Yes, which is the, the whole easy, point of goaltender interference. Anyway. The easiest way to fix this is any type of contact with the goalie while in the crease is automatic goalie interference. Well, end some of, people were talking about bringing in bringing in the crease violation, like what what uh, um, international hockey does. Yeah, but then that's also, but you got to be careful with that because then we got that slippery slope going back to 23, 25 yeah. years ago, yeah. where it was oh, the, if you had a toe in the crease, that's the right. goal was disallowed. That's right. But that's not but that's that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is yeah. any contact with the goaltender while in the crease, you can still have a toe in the crease as long as you're not contact but what kind of contact though because then you get into ah but what if his own defenseman knocks you know what's the defenseman the goalie's defenseman knocks the player in is that goaltender interference at any kind what if it's uh you know what what is deliberate what is accidental i mean you know are you going to call goaltender interference if if connor mcdavid just accidentally accidentally nudges your goaltender but not enough to the point where you throw him off that he could have prevented the game-winning goal in the stanley cup final i mean yeah how about coming? all these how about all these failed michigan attempts where the guy just comes across and hits him in the face with a stick all right coming yeah. from a lacrosse goaltender <laughs> uh if uh, if you're pushed in by the defenseman sure you, that's a, a reviewable call say okay no whatever but any other type of contact accidental or not blow the whistle have a face off away you go it's not even a penalty it doesn't even have to be a penalty it doesn't even have to be a penalty yeah just blow the whistle have a face no goal blow the whistle no have a face off off yeah. you go don't even have to put the face off outside leave it right there like mm-hmm. what yeah. just to keep the guys from standing in the goddamn crease like that with Kachuk literally in the crease yeah. with his back turned to the goalie, blocking the entire blue paint. Yeah. Even if they have some kind of magical way of knowing if a save could have been made or not, he yeah. blocked his way back. Exactly. Exactly. That was my I guarantee, okay, I guarantee okay. tonight in Hockey Day in Canada, we're going to see a goal exactly like that get called back. Mm-hmm. Against the Leafs. Yeah. Yes. The Leafs will get the call. Yeah. <laughs> now, now. <laughs> 
Let's not go there. That's the one thing I don't like. I don't like it. It's a conspiracy against the heads. Oh, uh, they're, they're for the Leafs. It's, uh, they favor this team over the other team. It's like now you're going into old 1970s Don Cherry yeah. territory. Let's not go there. I, I, no, I, they I, just all I, suck. <laughs> well, I mean, and the reason they suck is there's no accountability for referee. Yeah. There's none. Yeah. There's yeah. no yeah. accountability. Yeah. Like there's no, uh, like I know in football and every other one, if you're not good in baseball umpires, if you're get, you don't do playoff games, you don't do this. You don't do, there's an evaluation. You get evaluated. You keep messing up less games. You, you know what I mean? You lose money because you're oh, guys. You're not if I can, if I can interrupt you just for a second here. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this or not, and I'm making sure this is yeah, And it's legit blue check mark. You seen it too, Matt. Well, Caulfield. Cole Caulfield is done for the season to a right shoulder injury. Oh, Chris Johnston, Chris Johnston reporting. Yeah. Yeah. RDS just put that out too. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. He needs a surgery. I haven't even even swore yet. Yeah. And now Uh. NHL.com reporting it as well. There it is. So, well, for folks, well, folks who wanted the tank, there you go. There's uh, a, that's uh, not the way. No, I don't recall seeing him. Uh, no, look like he was injured in the in the Florida game. No, no, then there's so far there's no details yet as well. I'm sure we'll find out later today. It'll be all over everything. This really sucks though, man. This kid was on his way to being the first 40, at least the first 40 goal yeah. score in a season since yeah. Vinny Domfus back in yeah. the mid 90s, for God's sake. Yeah, like, Montreal's got that curse, they really do it. Have them with Patrick multiple times. Right. I don't know what it is. Well, you know, I, well, it's just a lot of injuries though to them this year. I mean, they've still been again, and again, they're still a better team this year, despite all the injuries than they were a year ago when it was such a dog's dinner, yeah. but, but it seems that it's, the, it's the guys that are just starting to get going as well. Like Armia yeah. was yeah. finally starting to pick it up. Drew yeah. was starting to pick it up. Evans yeah. was starting to pick it up. Yeah. You feel bad for Gallagher every time he oh, gets man. injured because yeah. he's the guy's just, the, Slavkovsky. The I mean, I know Slav's yeah. been up and down a bit and all that, but I mean, he's just been finding his way in the, in the North American game and patience is required. Yeah. But, and then he, he's thankfully it doesn't require surgery. Caulfield's yeah. requires surgery. Yeah. It's season ending. Well, like I said, hopefully he'll be back, be able to come back and be full strength again next Absolutely. season. Absolutely. Yeah. Even Sean Monaghan. He's still fifth. Yeah. In, he's still fifth on the team in points. 17 points in 25 games yeah. before he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I think that says a lot to Martin San Luis coaching as well. Yep. This was a throwaway contract so yeah. they can get caught. Um, yeah. So Caulfield, it says it's a right shoulder surgery, uh, surgery yep. that's required. So yeah. um, I, oh, I can't, I can't recall seeing anything. Uh, and if that's, he was able to play the rest of the game. Yeah. So maybe I, some kind of say? a, a um, minuscule tear. Shoulder deprivement, maybe. Yeah, we'll we'll find maybe. out. Well, um, as I said, yeah, we'll we'll find out later on today. I'm sure this is going to be all over. Yeah, uh, I'm sure hockey. And game. here I thought Lyle was going to give us a trade, and it was an injury. I I really wish I I really wish that's what. It Damn was. you! Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, goodbye. It's guys. all Lyle's fault. Yeah, I'm <laughs> out of here. Rumors, schmoomers. You don't need any rumors from me. See you later. <laughs> Absolutely not. But uh, before we get to the rumors, though, yeah. uh, and we'll stick with Caulfield. Unfortunately, with him out for the rest of the season how do you think this is going to affect his contract i i don't think it will at all but no um, i don't i don't yeah uh listen i he's going to get you already we already know ken hughes wants to sign this kid long-term deal 
Um, I think they're probably looking at something, you know, uh, around this, what Nick Suzuki got. I think it would, I think it's going to be a little higher than what's Nick Suzuki got because you can say, well, Suzuki signed his deal. It was two years ago. Da da da. Values have changed. Uh, his agent's going to say, you know, look, okay, I know season ending, but this kid was projected for 40 goals, would have reached it easily if he hadn't gotten hurt. Uh, you can throw a lot of different things in there. I think he gets seven to eight years for, I would say it goes maybe as high as 8.5 mil, but not much higher. And for people who say, no way, no way, he wouldn't get more than, you know, Nick Suzuki would get. Gee, Evgeny Malkin drew a bigger salary than Sidney Crosby for years. Crosby didn't have a problem with it. The Penguins never had a problem with it. And I don't think anybody here in Montreal is going to have a problem with it. If Cole Caulfield gets 8.5 mil for eight years while Suzuki's making 7.875 mil. Yeah. They're line mates and best buds. I really don't think that's going to cause any issue yeah. between them two either. I'm coming in. Honestly, I'm coming in a little bit lower evaluation. It could and, be. And, right? That's yeah. what I'm looking into. Like uh, I, yeah. I know a lot of people are looking at Matt Boldy's contract. <clears throat> he's making seven by seven, right? I'm comparing him and his goal scoring and kind of what he brings to the team. And they're going to be, they're two different players, but I'm looking yeah. at Jason Robertson, Jason Robertson's contract, mm-hmm. right? Jason Robertson just is in his first year of his deal. He's making 7.75. Yep. And he's arguably one of the, the big breakout players of the last few years. Both big time. So, so I'm looking, yeah. I'm looking kind of in that range of say seven and a half yep. up to that kind of, I wouldn't break eight. It I wouldn't surprise me if it broke eight, Matt, but to your point, though, that's a, I think that's an excellent comparable. And the one thing we all have to remember here, uh, you know, and listen, God love Mark Bergevin, but I'm so happy that you have we have a former player agent in Ken Hughes doing these yeah. negotiations. Yeah, I agree. Because those two, he'll be able to sit across from Caulfield's agent and they should be able to work this thing out without any kind of real drama going on here. Yeah. Because Ken Hughes, I mean, he, he, Patrice Bergeron's agent, for God's sake, or former agent, he's an agent to a lot of notable players. He knows all the ins and outs. He knows what the comparables are going to be. So, right. yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it came in at, say, 7.8, yeah. you know, same well, comparable. But I could see it being being a little above, going maybe up to 8.5. Right. That, I'll that's even, the, I'll right even throw in another comparable um starting next year tage thompson oh my lord right yeah. he's making just over 7.1 7. 1. yeah right for and, and he's locked in he's locked in for a seven-year deal yep well done by kevin adams and the savers yeah. by the yeah. way i mean yeah. when that de- i gotta be honest when that contract was signed i was like oh, well i don't know he's only he had one really good season of 38 goals sure but you know yeah, you're kind of jumping on that a little bit and now yeah. it's just like Oh my I, God! What a steal! What I think brilliant. I think the extra that might come off this Caulfield contract, though, is mm. the fact that he's the only one that's doing it on the team, mm. right? Yeah. You 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 look at Dallas and <clears throat> Robertson, and you've got other guys that are contributing. You yeah. look at Buffalo, you got a, a core of players that are contributing. You don't have that in the, with the Canadians. You, you look yet, at their you but... look at their top three, and they're the outliers of the top three, right? Yeah. which so. is which is why i think you could see that go above eight but i yeah. you know people are saying no way nine and ten million no it's not going he's no it's not getting to that range that's i'll be very surprised that's, that's, that's pasternak that. money i yeah. say eight for eight yeah. that's what i say eight pasternak money is 11 to 12 mil guys yeah i will be shocked if he takes under 10 mil right well there's hometown discount and then there's pay me yeah yeah so 
Only Leafs get home, take hometown discounts. Only Leaf players. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. When you're bidding against yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's let let's. No, I, I do. I, I do feel that uh, Caulfield's looking at about nine percent of the salary cap. They're the cap's going to be going up soon, so they might add a couple of percentage points on there, like a nine point mm. five, which would take it to about eight and a half, like you said, Lyle. Yeah. So. It's it's all how it's structured, guys. It's all how it's yeah. structured. He gets the money toward the toward the the you know the the this this latter half of the deal, which I suspect is the way it's going to be get structured, you know, where it averages out to be let's say eight point two five mil, but he's going to be pulling in ten mil, you know, or eleven mil, at, you know, on the the final years of the deal right. when you expect him to be in his prime and deserving of that kind of money. It's still going to end up being a, a an excellent value contract, just like. Nick Suzuki's is an excellent value contract. Yeah. Not according to some people. Oh, for God's sake. Stop it, Craig. <laughs> Stop it. Stay off social media. It's not the real world. <laughs> I'm talking to the for some it is. For some it is. <laughs> um, all right. So we got a lot of stuff to cover yet. So um, I think what we'll do is we'll take a break here. We'll make this part one. And then we're going to have a part two that, that'll come out following this episode. So for those who are watching and listening, just uh, stick around and we will be right back. Do, did, will. The Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, undercurrent podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Hey, 